Hey, it's Chan, and welcome to OHP Uncut. These are our raw, uncut, unedited interviews of the Open House Party Radio Show. And today, Ben Barnes uh, putting out an album. We're going to talk about his music. And of course, uh, you know him from Shadow and Bone and uh, Chronicles of Narnia. He's been in so many things, and he's so good. And his answers are really like in depth and thoughtful, not like cheesy, you know, over uh, over interviewed kind of answers you get uh, sometimes with, you know, certain pop stars. I'm not going to name any names, but go ahead. And please subscribe to the channel. Uh, that's one way you can win our virtual meet and greets. We do those with some of the biggest artists out there. And you can get on Zoom, meet your favorite artists, interview them. And the only way you can do that is if you're subscribed to the channel. So please click subscribe and like this video. Share it if you like it. Uh, and you will, of course, because it's Ben Barnes. I mean, I can't F it up too bad. Enjoy. The OHP Uncut Podcast with Cannon. What's up, man? Ben Barnes, how are you? Nice to see you, Kenan. How's it going? Good. General Kerrigan, the Darkling, the evil mother. <laughs> but you're like the nicest guy in the world in real life. It's kind of weird, man. How you been? I'm good. I'm all right. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Everybody's excited. You're releasing music. And I mean, I know you're excited. You said you've been waiting 20 years uh, for the opportunity to release your own music. Why did it take so long? That's a, that's a very, very, very good question. Um, I think it's a combination of uh, kismet, opportunity, time, um, and and so it's just I think honestly the main factor is this this idea about sort of just sort of stepping into yourself and feeling like you might have a, a voice and something worth saying with it. I think I grew up doing a lot of um, Sinatra tribute concerts and Stevie Wonder Soul Nights, and then obviously through my acting career. I've played sort of you know, Americana, so sort of train hopping folk singers and, uh, you know, always doing impressions of different types of musicians and singing like different kinds of different type, kinds of kinds of dudes and, and, and different genres. And I think all that was something I loved so much, but it sort of spins you around and makes you wonder what what's your sound? What, what, what do you sound like when you take all the layers off? You know, it's a bit like when you're doing acting work and you're like, who, who am I when I take off this, this, you know, costume this general kerrigan cloak and the authority and i take it all off and and we all go out for dinner and whatever like who 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 am i then yeah. um, and and i think it was it was even more highlighted with the music because i always feel like you know good good music whatever that means is music that speaks to you when music speaks to you has this authenticity to it and a purity to it and a a, a purity of purpose and and um honestly i just think some of us uh you, you know take a while to kind of get really comfortable in our own skin and, and settle into who, who you are. And I think that's, that's sort of such a big part of like, uh, you know, m- making music that you can feel proud of, I think. You said you're waiting for the right reasons. Uh, speak about those, those reasons. What are the reasons that now is the time? Like, has something occurred in your life? Were there relationships or did something happen that made you say, I need to really get this out? Well, I think, uh, you know, I'd be lying if I said that the pandemic didn't have something to do with it in terms of just giving you that sort of freedom of space and you know the, t- the time I think I think most people um you know spent a lot of that time to consider their identity and their place in the world and where where do we where do we fit in and when this is all over what 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 is it that we want to prioritize and spend our time on and and what and when we have those when we finally get to like you know sit opposite people what do we want to what do we want to talk about and I think that that 
actually led to some quite important things kind of happening in the world um, on a sort of, you know, social justice level and a reform level and all of that. And, and, and for those of us who are, you know, um, maybe aren't quite that, that bold in the way we attack things, I think, you know, for me, kind of finding something joyful, finding something soulful, finding something universal that people, you know, when, when we talk about putting music out in the world, we talk about sharing it, you know, it, it's something that you can kind of share in. And, and you talk about like a release. And for me, you, you, you're right. It's been, it's been such a long time that, uh, you know, and I think, you know, the, not only in terms of, you know, not 20 years of not putting out music when I tried to do it about 20 years ago and it didn't, didn't quite go sort of according to plan. I sort of shifted away from it, but also 20 years of, of relationships and broken hearts and, and full bursting hearts and all of these kind of things and it was sort of this a bit of it was a release it was exactly that you, know, you release the music you get it out there and I actually when when the first song kind of kind of um hit Spotify and Apple music and all of that I, I kind of I kind of breathed out because I was like you know I've been wanting to do this for so long and no one can ever take it away you know I can I, you know I will always be someone who wrote songs and shared them man I can see the joy in your eyes when you talk about this it shines <laughs> the screen man I love it it feels honest. And I think, you know, I love doing what I do as an actor and I love playing in that world and like putting on these coats of these different people and trying to understand people in that different way. But this is something that it's very, it's, it's personal and it's, and there's a, there's, there's an, such an honesty to it. I think when you spend your life sort of pretending lying essentially for a living, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, you know, to then, to then sort of do something which feels like you're telling the truth feels like a really good thing. Now, that's interesting. I, I would think a lot of actors might find that intimidating or, or difficult. It's just not what they do. But the way you're talking about it, it was a release. It's what you've been wanting to do the whole time. So yeah, it's funny because I'm, I'm, I'm so useless when I have to like, speak in front. I can, I can do also, I can ride off on horses naked in front of people. I can, I can sort of like sit there gurgling in blood. I can pretend to like have sex in front of a crew of people. I can do all, any of that in someone else's sort of like mindset no issue but if you know even if you ask me to like stand up and say thank you at my own birthday party or like say thank you to like a crew at the end of a shoot where I like clam up I freeze up <laughs> and I kind of I don't know what to say and uh, and and I kind of have like this weird like introvertedness when it comes to like doing that and so I think yeah doing something like this where you can do it through you know, through kind of something lyrical that you that you've sort of expressed in a way that means something to you. So through tunes that you can be be proud of, um, through things that sort of mean something to you, then it then it does feel good to let go to sort of let go of it. Is there a lot of like personal relationships that went into this? I want to read this. I'm not going to put you on the spot, but I'm just going <laughs> to put this out there and let you know what it says. I found this interesting. Uh, here's an article that says there are actors who keep their personal lives private. And then there's Ben Barnes, who takes privacy to a whole other level, but now kind of not. I mean, you're not really revealing who the songs are about, but I'm sure your personal relationships have played a part in this music, correct? Yeah, I mean, of course. Yeah, I think it was from quite, so I was quite young, um, you know, when, when people started sort of interviewing you. And I, and I just always found it really bizarre that people would go, you know, and how is your relationship with so-and-so going? And you would think, what's that got to do with you? that's weird what's that got to do with this film you know right. it just it just always struck me as a sort of bizarre thing it's, it's never something I've been particularly interested in, in in other people but of course I know that you know that kind of 
stuff is, is is kind of interesting you know obviously we all we all animals crawling around the planet we're all fascinated how everyone else is doing it you know and is doing everything very good point. That's a very good way of putting it. Yeah. You know, that that's that's I think what is what's 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 curious about it for me. But I think you've got to protect, you know, some part of that. But actually, I think I was sort of overcautious about because one of the most beautiful things in the world is like is 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 that we all have the capacity to feel the exactly the same things. When you feel grief you feel the same way I do when I feel grief when you feel like ecstasy you feel it's the same you know when you want to just get up and dance on a table or whatever like you feel the same that same that same kind of you know buzz from 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 whatever it might be when you when you succeed at something when you when you when you're playing sport and you hit the ball up out of the park or whatever and you, you, you that's that same adrenaline rush that you could feel I can feel that too and um and I think sort of sharing those things. And yeah, of course, there are lots of personal relationships. There's the, you know, there's 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 stuff about relationships of mine that that haven't worked out how I've wanted them to. There's there's stuff about relationships that I was hopeful about for for, for too long. There are there are there's stuff about, you know, my my relationship with my with my family, with my dad, you know, there's a song about sort of life advice and how people sort of take that. And you know, you sew in little things from different kind of connections you've had in your world because I you know the way that I've related to people in the moment in life is is all that is that's everything that I am you stitch all those things together and that's who I am as a person have you gone out of your way uh to be private about your personal life or is it just I think initially in the beginning I was uh, you know 20 years ago I certainly was I just didn't want to like talk about how I felt about things, honestly, for the same reason that I didn't release music, which was that I didn't know if anyone would be interested. And I, you know, I, th I thought oh, this can only end in being mocked or whatever. Like, it, it, I just, I just felt like it wasn't interesting. And, and I, you know, I think my, my folks, my mum works in, um, still is a brilliant sort of like relationship psychotherapist. And, and, and she was always like, you know, you got to keep something about, about those kinds of those kinds of intimate relationships for you, for yourself, because otherwise they're not just between you and that person. There. Do you go out of your way to like not post about it or to not be photographed together, or or what what links would you go to to keep these relationships private? I mean, I don't I don't think it's about like avoiding anything in particular. It's just it, just about not yeah, not exactly not not. I wouldn't like share and post about you know my my life in that kind of way I don't do it with my family or my friends or or romantic relationships I just I just you know and and some people use kind of social media to sort of diarize their lives and and share in that way and that's amazing uh you know I how I do it is I you know I take characters that are in shows and scripts and and I take little pieces about my own life or how I felt about something or how I do something and I inject it into those characters or I write write songs about it, and I think actually, you know, the, this the, this set of songs is actually m much more intimate a thing to share because I share how I how I felt about certain moments. Now you might not have the context of those moments necessarily, but sharing how you, how you feel about a moment to me is much more interesting and important than maybe what led to that to that moment or who you were with in that moment. Um, and so, you know for me that's an even that's an even more sort of raw thing thing to share um, deeply personal absolutely yeah, it's, it's personal exactly of course people are going to be reading between the lines when the ep uh comes out and it comes out next month what's the date uh it comes out october 15th 
Okay, cool. Songs for you. Now, let's talk about uh, fan questions. We've got a lot of them. I'm only going to do a couple because you've been generous enough with your time. We appreciate no, it. No, you're all good. You take your time. Uh, Valen says, what excites you the most about sharing your music with the world? I guess we've kind of covered that. It's sort of a release for you personally. Yeah, but it's about, I've always said that like films are just a collection of scenes until someone else sort of sees them and then it becomes a film as they experience it and react to it. And I think obviously you can have a, write a song and it will be a song at home. But, but for me, it doesn't become what it's sort of like meant to be, you know, in a way until somebody else... Because, and this is the other reason that I don't think it's important, like necessarily like wh which song is about uh, who maybe in real life, like so many of the Beatles songs are about relationships they have, but it doesn't, no one listens to them like that. You think, well, who's that person in my life? Who, what, oh, wow, I'm feeling sad about this. But you're not feeling sad on behalf of, you know, Ben the actor or Ben the singer. You're feeling sad because you had a connection in your life that felt like that, or you have a connection in your life that feels this way and you relate to something in it. If it's a detail, if it's a bigger, if it's a bigger, if it's one line in it, if it's, uh, if it's a chord, you know, and that's always the way that I've kind of listened to, to music. So I'm most excited about sort of people listening to it and feeling a certain way, you know, obviously only one song is out at the moment, but the amount of messages saying, you know, you know, this is encouraging me to feel free and just to do, to be fearless in my creative endeavors. And this song isn't about being free in your creative endeavors, but if that's how it's making people feel, how brilliant is that? It's that commonality of emotion that makes music so special. That's it, it really is. You were talking about the, uh, the song that's out now and that's 11.11. And a lot of people are wondering uh, what the inspiration behind that song was. Talk about that. Um, I think it was just, it's one of those things, uh, there's this thing, Bader-Meinhof syndrome, which is one of those things where some, if someone tells you about something or you learn about something from someone, then you suddenly feel it and see it everywhere. Like if someone, you know, mentions a movie to you that you'd never heard of, then suddenly the posters are everywhere or whatever it might be, or, or a word that you're like, oh, I've never heard that word before. And then suddenly everyone's using it. That's, that's that. And for me, that was that. It was, it was sort of someone explaining that that mirror number 1111 which obviously looks so symmetrically kind of pleasing is is like a a number you're supposed to like if you see that's the time you make a wish absolutely make a wish for someone. and then i found myself doing it i found myself like oh that's i should make a wish like you would when you blow out the candles on a birthday cake i will i will you know i have no kind of connection to anything kind of spiritual or nothing you know any of that sort of claptrap I don't I don't I, you know I, I pay it no 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 heed but at the same time you still make a wish when you blow out your birthday candles don't you and there's like no real reason to and I feel the same way about that and when I see that it's 11 11 I'll sort of stop for a minute and make a wish for someone and so it was just one of those little like details of, uh, that you that you put in a song that is again it's like a little thing that is personal but it's more meaningful in terms of just like generosity of thought you know like putting out putting out positive things into the world which which is not whilst again this is one of those things when you put out music when you're when I was 19 I was like it's got to be cool it's got to be edgy it's got to be this but that's not particularly me necessarily so so you know that might be you know putting out something that feels sort of joyful and positive and soulful and hopeful those those things are things I want to be and are the kind of man that I am. So, so that's how the music sounds. You know, when I played this, this stuff to some of my friends before I released it, they were like, you know, I love that the music sounds like you are as a person. And I was like, that's a good thing. <laughs> By the way, at 11.11, what do you find yourself wishing for the most? 
I, I, I try, I try to not wish for myself for anything. So I'll, I'll just, uh, it will just be whoever pops into my head at that moment. And I'll, 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 I'll wish something for them. I love it, man. Uh, Emily said, if you could resurrect one of your dead characters, who would it be? And do you think any of your dead characters deserved a different ending? That's a good question. Do you know what? I, I, I've died a lot in stuff pretty gruesome, uh, <laughs> pretty gruesomely sometimes. And, and the thing that I tried to, do is that sort of we talked about that sort of like Russian doll character thing that everyone's got like everyone can be everything so even if if a guy is like a psychopath like on the Punisher he's like a you know psychotic murderous you know guy I tried to scratch away till you find the reasons that someone acts that way and you find their kind of like their like you know their abuse you, you know when they when they were young and, and the things that they are trying hard to be better at I'd probably say Logan my character on Westworld because he, he a he was just really fun to play for me like he's such a sort of like ball scratching you know hat tilting kind of like dude that's just that's just um kind of swaggering about and i and i i loved that everyone else on that set was like trying to figure out the meaning of life and i'm you know trying to figure out where the next you know woman is coming from essentially that's <laughs> the only thing on his mind and that that's kind of it that kind of like just just coming straight from the kind of like straight from the like groin and gut and heart just living life that way is a, is a really fun way to kind of play a character and then and then you know in the second season I got to kind of see why he was that way and I've started to feel a bit sorry for him and then you never really see like what 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 happens to him but it's talked about and uh Ed Harris actually tells you what happens to him which I think is pretty cool but I think I just feel so sorry for him, really. And I think he, he could have maybe done better and been better. I think everyone can always, there's always like hope for, for, for everyone to be, be better. And, and, and uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see what you could do with him, what kind of man he'd sort of grow up to be, really. You said he could have been better and you spoke about like scratching away at like the, the reasons behind, you know, why villains did what they did. And how do you... How do you get that as an actor? Like, if you're just looking at a script, I mean, it, it's a made-up character. How do you get that kind of thing? Obviously, you have to to portray it the way. Yeah, you well, do. it's interesting, especially in the case with Westworld, because they wouldn't tell you anything. You know, right. uh, I would be begging Evan Rachel Wood to tell me what happens in the next episode, let alone let alone you know what would ha what the backstories of the characters were. But I did sort of um, about the second week of filming, we were filming. I went up to the showrunner and I went so. Why does everyone else have a second name and Logan doesn't? What's that? What what's his second name? And the and and Lisa Joy, one of the showrunners, just looked at me and went, hmm, and wandered off. And I was like, oh, there's something here. There's something. <laughs> and um, you know, obviously, it wasn't until the second season, which I wasn't even supposed to be in, that they uh, that that you find out his name is Logan Delos, and Delos is the family that owns the theme park of Westworld, and. He, but I had this idea in my head that he sort of came from something to do with the park and and maybe he just like, you know, you never, you know, when, n n babies aren't aren't douchebags. I mean, they are. <laughs> they, they are exclusively are, actually. But, you know, they're not. You know, none of us are born that way. And uh, that might be the quote of the century right there, by the way. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, yeah. Babies are not douchebags. <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> uh that's really good but none of them come out that you know none of us come out that way something makes you that way and um it's often not 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 someone's fault that you know the, the reasons that we act up are usually things that need 
you know, need nurture, need, need, need addressing, need love, need, need patience. And, um, you know, when you get a call saying, do you want to come back on the second season and, and delve a little bit into this character's, you know, sort of life and relationships with their family and stuff. And, you know, you realize someone doesn't feel connected to anyone, doesn't feel loved, doesn't feel seen, uh, then, then you're like, oh, okay, I understand. And I and, and when I was playing the first season, I was like, there's there's reasons he's this way. Yeah. Like I'm gonna play and have the best time, but there's there's something underneath it. So you you I think you just try and sort of like put yourself in that place. That's how you've taken your art to the next level, man. Uh, one more question. This is from Deborah. Of course, it's about season two of season of uh, of Shadow and Bone. What can you say about that? Oh, um, well, uh, there are books, so uh, I suppose you can go and read them and 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 then you can. I think be... she meant like, you know, is it filming yet or when? <laughs> no, I know. I know. But I mean, I mean, you could then be very disappointed that which bits in the books don't make it in and, and very excited about which bits do. Um, I think they're going to sort of shake it up a bit in terms of what happens in the in the stories a, a little bit. I, I'm hoping we go back um, um, beginning of next year and, and shoot um and i'm excited to see where they where they take it actually because i was really proud of the first first season i love playing that character you know it's 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 good to be the the guy who's kind of like running the country in control of everything who everyone's afraid of it's successful that's a that's a that's a fun thing to play but you know he'll be in a different that character will be in a different headspace when we go back um but i know that you know all the cast are really excited about you know because with the pandemic and stuff he's being stretched out so long between seasons i think we're all very very keen to kind of get back into the into that world and into when our, is that happening by the way when do you go back to filming uh, be, i think beginning of next year we don't have a firm date yet oh okay cool cool well it's saturday night what are you going to do uh tonight personally i'm filming a uh, guillermo del toro horror show um so i was um in a graveyard and with rain until five o'clock this morning wow. um so i'm gonna go back to bed uh <laughs> Uh, rock and roll, baby. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you for joining us. I mean, it's been an honor. You've been so generous with your time. Pleasure. We appreciate it so much. We're going to play 1111 on the radio show. Amazing. And, uh, I love we'll it. And everyone, the EP comes out October. October 15th. I've never heard my song on the radio. I have to tune in. Yes, Open House Party. We're live all across the United States and Canada. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, brother. The OHP Uncut Podcast with Canon.